Yo, 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 we live on location, New York City's for NBA Draft Week 2022. Me and the blackest one, we in the building. Yes, Today sir. we got a very special guest, Baldwin, New York song. Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? Seton Hall's on. We representing here. We got a member of the little Players Tribune family, Knuckleheads family in the building, y'all. Yes, it's sir. the first time, you know what I'm saying? We got Seton Hall's on, Mr. Jared Roden, chilling. Appreciate Bro. you pulling up, young. Thanks for having me, y'all. Love, man. First of all, we like appreciate you coming on the show, so forth on. You like family. You know, this is your first time really meeting us, but you know, your sister being part of our production family and yeah, all that, so. Nah, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Well, thank you for coming. I'm a big fan of y'all, y'all show, man, I've been watching, so it's been cool to finally be full circle and be here. Baldwin, New York. Where's Baldwin, New York? It's in Long Island, little old Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. How How is it in Baldwin? Um, it's all right, it's like, a, it's a pretty diverse area. It's pretty chill, suburbs. It's not too crazy, it's not like the hood or nothing like that. But yeah. Yeah, man, it has its ups and downs. Like when I was real, real young, there was some stuff going on, but as I got a little older, it cleaned up a lot, um, which I was grateful for. But uh, yeah, man, I think uh, just the diversity there, being around so many different cultures growing up, I think that allowed me to really change my viewpoint on life a little bit and um, having some people similar to myself. Let's talk about the road, like ball in high school and you know, you played there for two years. How was that for you? Man, it was crazy. Uh, like I started off, you know, my zone school mm. where I was comfortable with my family, support and all that. And, you know, the stigma in New York is like if you not from the city, you can't play. Or if yeah. you don't play in the city, you not like that for you. So you always wanted to play them city boys. Yeah, so I had to get at them. So <laughs> like I had to outsource myself a little bit. So I'm like, nah man, I gotta be out. So I had opportunity to play at a prep school in our Saber Lutheran um in the Bronx mm-hmm. where I just like extended myself, took the risk, bet on myself, man, and I just took the opportunity and I went to go bang up on them city kids. Yeah. Yeah. How was that being in the program that was brand new though? It was different, man. It was the, I was a setting stone for real. Mm-hmm. So uh, Coach Pete, uh, Peter Way, pretty known in the city um, right now, one of the best coaches, high school coaches out there right now. He, he put all his cars in me and he was like, yo, I want you to be the staple. I want you to be the person that, that makes this I want you to be remembered as the person that came here and, and rebirthed our city oh, Lutheran. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I took that as an honor. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm rocking with you. We're going to build it together. Yeah. Now, he's sacrificing his family, putting everything on the line for me. Uh, he moved out there, lived out there with us. And, you know, it was it was amazing just to see his dedication. And I think that drove me to, to even want to make it bigger. So just having him in my corner, pushing me every day and just trying to create something, man. Like, you know, in New York, we was the only independent school that was able to play across all platforms. So mm-hmm. we played a national schedule. We was taking buses to all over the country, yeah. doing it different. Yeah. You know, it's so common. You just see regular schools like, you know, you got the archbishops, the uh, Christ the Kings and all that. But yeah. we was trying to make our own name and our own path and just be trailblazers. How was it for you before COVID and after COVID? Because like you, you're a special breed. Like you're in the process of your career doing COVID. For sure, uh, it was tough, man. I mean, a lot of dark days, bro. Can't find a gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you just doing push-ups in the crib, just <laughs> doing whatever you can. You know, dribbling downstairs in the basement, yeah. uh, just figuring it out, man. And I think the biggest thing was like mental health. You know, trying to stay stay focused. Mentally flocked. Man. Yeah, you know, like so many times you stimulated by other people. You know, you chilling with your boys, chilling with your mans, and or you you know around so many more family members. 
Um, but for me, I was just, you know, isolated and you find a lot of time to yourself. Um, but I think I learned a lot about myself and just who I was and what I enjoyed to do. Yeah. And uh, I found that was my work. And I found myself going out my way to, to try to better my game. So was the, the good part of, of COVID was uh, you got a chance to kind of look at where you was at in life and what you was doing and so to kind of re- yeah. reboot yourself? Definitely. I think, like, for me, I was, like, 20, 20 yeah. years old. So it was a big transition period in my life of who I was trying to find myself and who I was becoming. And, like, uh, it was a good chance for me to just, like, have a standstill moment. All the outside noise was chilled out for a little while, yeah. and I was just by myself and around people I loved. And I was just, you know, figuring it out who I was and what I wanted to do. And that's when I really realized I got to turn this basketball thing up another notch. And, like, right now it could be dudes chilling, and I'm going to take that as a competitive advantage and be like, yo, I'm going to put in the work right now. So that's what you came out of COVID, like, focus on. How was it uh, when you came out of COVID? How, how did everything? It was tough, like. I found myself a little like closed off to people a little yeah. bit. Like I was at the crib just chilling, doing nothing. Like I didn't want to talk to nobody. I was just like, bro, I forgot how to you know communicate to my friends. Yeah. And then like you know as time progressed, I just opened up a little bit, started becoming natural, um, just being me again, and it all worked out, man. I'm just thankful. Like if you got the right people around you, you know it, it all comes back circle. So when did you get to work at with Melo? Man, a couple times. So I was real young when I was really young. I used to be the ball boy for the Knicks. So, um, you know, I had that connection with Chris and that's how I always, you know, stayed in touch through through everybody in that life. And that's what really made me fall in love with the game. Um, so I worked out, I did one of the first Black Ops. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. with the Lifetime Gym when they was doing the uh, free runs. So I was up there and I had a workout and it was a bunch of pros there. That was just a crazy experience, you know, being a young high school kid, getting a chance to play against Melo, you know, him posting me up doing all that stuff, teaching me, talking <laughs> shit. And yeah. like, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. But those are the type of memories and stuff that I think put that extra little fuel in me and made that my dream seem so close. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, meeting a dude like Melo and he's so down to earth and, you know, he's cool and chopping it up with me and everyone's embracing me as their own. And like, that was dope for me. And like, I think that little stuff like that changed me and like, you know, made me push forward a little more. How was it uh, like being at Seton Hall? The school, the hometown school. And yeah, yeah. How was it, like, playing there? It was dope, man. I mean, that was the main reason why I chose it was because it was hometown. You know, I got a chance to stay close to my family, my peoples. They got a chance to see me play. And I think they fit, They just fit my style, like that hard nose, play hard, play with energy, play with passion. That's what I was built on. That's, how I, that's the only way I know how to play and know how to move. And uh, that's just what that school is about, for real. And, um... It was great seeing so many New York people be successful there before me. My coach, Shaheen Holloway, who was, yeah. you know, one of the dudes that was my main advocate advocate yeah. for me. Him, uh, you got Isaiah Whiteheads, you know, yeah. you got so many dudes. Andy that was, Griffin. Yeah, Andy Griffin. Yeah, like, he's my class. Shout out to Andy Griffin. Dudes that could hoop, man, and, like, you just see them be free and play with that passion, that love there. Yeah. So for me, it I was like, it. it was a no-brainer. Talk about the process of you going through the combine, because yeah. you had to go you know, right. the, the, through the G League route, then make it to the regular NBA. Talk about that process, because that's something that's new. Yeah, man, I, I call it the Triple Crown. So I started off before <laughs> the G League. I started off at Portsmouth. Oh, it's the Portsmouth in the invitation. Okay. Right, so you get the top high school kids, like seniors, yeah. I mean college seniors, yeah. that they invite to this one camp. And uh, basically, you try and work your way up from there. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of NBA front office people there or whatever. But, 
Yeah, it was like the introductory camp before you could even get to like the G League combine. Before you even go to so Chicago. You gotta, so right. you got to kill at the Portsmouth, then Word. you got to kill at, at the G League. And then you got to go to the combine. Right. So it was only like me, it was only me and two other dudes that did that this whole year. Yeah, bro, like so coming out, when I made that decision award, that yeah. I wasn't going back, bro, I'm like, nah, I'm locked in on it. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it. Yeah, you, that I'm mean you go battle test. Yeah, you get the Grizzly Award. You, yeah, you yeah, battle test. The battle test. But that's what I've been trying to show everybody that that's what I'm about. That's who I am. Like that's just me. Like yeah. whatever situation you put me in, I don't care where I'm playing. I don't care if I'm playing in the park. I don't care if I'm playing in the gym in front of NBA execs. Whoever it is, like put me out there, bro. I'm gonna kill, and yeah. I'm gonna show you that I'm a dog. I'm gonna play hard, and you're gonna love my energy and my passion and what I do with the game. So you're gonna feel me regardless, and I. I just kept making jumps incrementally, improving, and that's what I've been trying to show through this process is betting on myself. How did you feel like uh, teams received you? Like by the end of your whole journey through the whole process, how you, you feel yeah. like uh, a couple of teams felt like they sure. liked you a lot? Yeah, I think a lot of them were were shocked by how good I actually was. Uh -huh. um, just because like, you know, you got this perception of, of me as a player, and then uh, I think when you see me up close, and you feel me, uh, you feel me a little different. Uh, mm -hmm. The way I'm moving on the court, the way I'm playing with so much passion and energy. And uh, I think people are shocked by my skill too. Uh, one thing I've been trying to showcase a lot is my ability to shoot the basketball. I could really shoot and a lot of teams are starting to see that. It's just been, it's been great for them to finally have that, that up close opportunity to talk to me and see that. And yeah, man, I've been doing the damn thing, so. How, how many workouts did you do overall? So I did uh, 14, um, 14 different teams. And how uh, many days? Uh, probably like thirty days, thirty five days, maybe. Mm. So, yeah, so that's so like a, that's like a team every other on. day. Every other day, I had a couple back to backs. I had a couple. I mean, I went to Sacramento twice. Mm. Like, so it's been crazy. But what would you say is the, was the hardest workout for you? Hardest workout, Boston, mm -hmm. Boston Celtics, because they make you do that three minute run at the end. You just mm. like, you're just running up and down sprints. You gotta get touch like twenty line. something. Yeah, just touch the line. You dead tired, you just finished going, giving out your hardest. Yeah. What people don't know about the three minute run is more mental than anything. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Cause people start like, we used to do it all the time. People start running fast and die out. Mm -hmm. If you run pace. not fast, but like a regular pace. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll, you'll finish it and you'll get what the fastest do. <laughs> That's what I start doing. I start, uh, I got out to running, I'm just like trying to sprint. I'm like, wait, chill. Getting tired, I got to like 10, I'm like, nah, I gotta relax, I gotta pace myself. Out of this whole process, what's the moment that you was nervous in that moment? Mm, that's a good question, yo. I think, I say, bro, I wake up every day and I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I think that's life, that's what life is. You know, you wake up, you don't really know what to expect, who you gonna see, who you gonna meet. But I think uh, just battling every day and getting over that, um, I think like, as I progress through each day, I overcome my nervousness. Mm -hmm. And like, as I just keep going and keep gaining confidence, as I interact with people and move forward, like, I just feel like my energy just starts getting greater, 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 and I just gain more confidence in yeah. it. But uh, if I had like one thing in particular, I'd say uh, probably like when I got the call from the G League Combine to the NBA Combine, mm -hmm. people started looking at me a little closer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, like this is coming full circle. Like, you know, it's actually here. I got my peoples back home calling me. They're so excited, blah, blah, blah. And just like trying to fulfill my dream and just remember it's, it's, it's bigger than me too, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's hard to like take that switch sometimes and be like, yo, like 
yeah, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for my people, for my community, for the people that love me and support me, you know? Yeah. So, like, I can't let them down. Yeah. And sometimes that be going through my head, like, you know, you just got to just gotta do it for them, too. What you going to do for your, your draft process? Like, you and the family going to get together? You going to have all the Yeah, fun? I'm going to keep it cool. I'm just going to be at the crib, the family, just, you know, relaxing and sharing that intimacy with them. I think that's what got me there. You know, they, yeah. my, they my rock. They my ground. So... For me, it's just, yeah, that's what I'm going to spend my time with and my energy with in that moment. How do you feel about your sister working with the number one podcast <laughs> in the game? Hey, man, that's so dope. She be telling me some crazy stories, some crazy experiences. I mean, it's more about Q, though, right? <laughs> Shoot. What's more about me? All the crazy stories. They more about Q, though, right? I heard both. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> you worse than me. Chill out, bro. But so who are some of the guys that you grew up like uh, watching? Some of the guys you paid attention to, you kind of just took a little bit of their game and put it in your game? Man, I mean, growing up, I was obsessed with Kobe. Like, I think, like, him, watching him shoot the mid-range, bro, was, like, was different for me, like, I think. And that's what I do in my game. I'm a big mid-range shooter. Mid-range shooter. And I find the, the beauty in it. Like, if you ask anybody, that's really what I do. So, like, growing up, I watched a lot of Kobe. I watched a lot of Melo, just watching how they got to their spots and kept the game real simple, you know? Like, um, you know, me, I'm not the most flashy player, but I get to my spot and I'm rising up over you and it's over. So, like, that was someone I, I watched. But just, like, you know, I watched Kobe on a mentality standpoint, just, like, how he approached every game every day. Like, it was his last and he had that dog in him and, I think that's just me. That's how I play. Like if you watch me play, you gonna you gonna feel that. And whether you shooting it good or you not, you know they are gonna play hard. So yeah, that was a, a big dude that I watched a lot growing up. It's Kobe, man. Who is somebody you want to match up with? You kind of want to size him up <laughs> and, and play against. That's a good ass question. Um, I know when I played, I couldn't wait to play against KG. KG was like the one mm. for me. When I got on court with him, it was like yeah, I gotta. I gotta play hard because I want him to improve me. You I know? think one dude I want to play is Jason Tatum. I want to guard him. Mm -hmm. but I, really, I want to see what he about. Like I want to see. You know them St. Louis boys. You know, <laughs> you know they, they tough now. Yeah, now nah, he tough. <laughs> you know he's more my era a little bit. Yeah, uh, someone that like you know I grew up watching when I was in high school a little bit, seeing his game, and I think someone that I could really like you know try to like follow in his like his path and just like learn from him and see what he's doing. So you probably didn't already played in the garden. Yeah, for sure. Before. Like what are some of the other what is another arena that you would love to play in that you're looking forward to playing in? Sure. I would love to play in the Staples Center. Mm -hmm. That would be <laughs> you like, know that right. <laughs> that would be a dream you know come true, man. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's my favorite all time favorite arena, even though they call it they changed it to some crypto dot com, whatever you got going. Yeah, I ain't, you I see, still I ain't call even it say Staples. that. I still call <laughs> yeah. it Staples. Staples Center. But yeah, man, just all the history behind it and just being there in that moment, seeing them jerseys up there, embracing that moment would be crazy. Yo, this would be a piece of advice I would give you for somebody, because for me, we was in the same draft. He went three, I went 18. Word. I felt like I was way better than <laughs> yeah, that. I'm gonna just keep it real. I, I had my For family, sure. I'm in the green room. I'm like, I shouldn't even been in this fucking green room if going at 18, but you yeah. feel me? Like, I remember my agent, I still got the same agent to this day, Jeff Wexler. He told me something like that night, because he was like, we got in the back and everything. He was like, you. I know you. He was like, I know you pissed. Yeah. And he was just like, just just look at it like this. Like, I, he had been telling me this from the beginning, but it, it made more sense then. It made way more sense now. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, sure. in hindsight. But he was like, 
this is like the start of the race. Like, phew, they just hitting it. It's like, yeah. just like you said in the three minute thing, you was sprinting. It ain't, this ain't no sprint. Mm-hmm. I made it 13 years, which was a blessing. It was like more than people that went in front of me made it. Yeah. And so like, that's what he was like. Like, whatever happened, that don't mean that don't define you, it, and it, that ain't over. It's just this, just the beginning. Cause like you know, regardless of what happens, whatever pick you going, it's gonna be summer league, gonna be all these different things that come after Absolutely. that that play a part to what's gonna happen before the season even get there. And even when the season get there, it's still the race. <laughs> yeah, the next season gonna still be like it's gonna be a whole. It's gonna keep being that until it's not until you till you through with your career. So that's my point. Like. Always keep that in mind. Like it's gonna always. I don't care who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever go number one, it's gonna be somebody. They gonna be looking at. They got something that they want. So you know what I'm saying. Always yeah. keep your eyes on your own journey and your own race. Run your own race. It ain't gotta be at the pace of everybody else's. So just always remember that. Keep working how you working, bro, and, and you gonna be fine. That's sure. a piece of advice. Cause I appreciate the draft didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was cool, but it wasn't what you, you. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like. That helped me just having that in my mind, like, all right, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just a start. Word. It don't mean you finish here. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's really, bro, how I've been approaching it. It's like, regardless of whatever happens on that night, man, that don't define me. That don't define the work I done put in to get there. Yeah. Um, and I just know, like, what I'm capable. And I know all I got to do is get my foot in the door, like you said. Like, there's going to be so many opportunities. Yeah. It's about how I seize them. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to, for real. How did you prepare for like the draft and all that stuff? Like, what kind of the workouts and stuff that you prepare? You, you stay here at home and prepare. Uh, in the beginning, so I left school like March. Once tournament was over, I left school, and I was uh, doing finishing up online, and I was just here training uh, with my people's back home. But I was doing like uh, strength training in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, skill work right after, and then I would usually come back and just shoot at night, kind of. Continued on that same process when I went to my pre-draft because I it was good it was effective for me in the beginning with poor spiff and stuff so it was it worked so when I got to my pre-draft I kind of followed that same uh, same really? daily schedule and that worked so I just progressed with it and I was like I enjoyed it but then you know once it starts picking up you leaving you going to travel working out for different teams it's hard to really you know maintain that schedule like you can't really find time to, I'd be lifting in the hotel rooms and yeah. trying trying to find whatever I could get. Like I used to hate like camps and, and, and all this stuff. They used yeah. to always like put a bunch of kids on the team and it'd be like everybody out there trying to shoot the rock. No, nobody wants to pass. <laughs> yeah, play. for sure. Like to play in three different sessions. <laughs> With everybody trying Doing to get the same super thing. Everybody <laughs> trying to get the yeah. million dollar ticket. Like how, like just tell me the like the process, like how the coaching be, how, Yo, like when you go out there, like you be like, shit, I'm just gonna play hard if they pass it to me or not, or, or you try to, ma- oh man, I feel the lane all the time. Like you for know, sure, yeah. it just be a lot of extra stuff be going on, and I know you see a lot of extra stuff going yeah. on within the process, especially starting all the way from the bottom. But that just tell us, said, like, that make it that much harder. Yeah, than what he did. Like, it make it that like much that, harder. Everybody thirsty as fuck. For sure, and that's what I was trying to do. Like I'm trying to show everybody all the other stuff. Like. I feel like they all gonna know everyone gonna try to go out there and shoot. Everyone mm-hmm. trying to be ball dominant, dribble and go get a bucket. Or, yeah. I was trying to show them, I'm doing everything else. I'm gonna get that rebound, I'm gonna dive on the floor, I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that steal. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I'm gonna make my mark and make my name. And everywhere I went, I did that exact thing. And I'm trying to master that. I'm trying to be the master of like the intangibles. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna be someone that, you know, you can count on me to do all of that. Like, I ain't gonna show up on the box score, I ain't gonna wow you. 
But you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you're gonna feel me. Like you're gonna know, like, oh damn, he 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 affected you the game. You gonna know my name when you left yeah. that game. Yeah. Like, damn, he played hard as hell. Like I want him on my team. Like, yeah. that's that's what you're gonna see when you watch me. So And making the right play. Yeah, yeah so uh you know, I had some dudes on my team for sure. They was, you know, trying to get theirs and but yeah, like I feel like that don't really affect my game too much because 'cause you're gonna feel me in other ways. Who kinda taught you that discipline? Like who kinda instilled it in you? Like I think it's a it's a credit to a couple people, bro. Like uh my pops, I think uh my early trainers, uh John Arnold, uh someone who was a big advocate for me growing up. Uh, he just always believed in me, always believed in my work, and, you know, always taught me to, to do all that stuff, you know. When my shot not falling, just, you know, affect the game other ways. Mm-hmm. Peter Way, my, my high school coach, I think, you know, like I said before, he he changed my life. Like, taking me in and, you know, putting the, the whole school on my back, kind of, and just putting the, the keys in my hands, I think I learned and matured so much. And just, you know, I learned to, to love the game in a different light than just scoring and, uh, that's how I just fell in love with the game for real, just from those people just collectively giving me information. What are some of your memories from drafts before you? You know, do you remember when, what, what drafts you remember? Cause you 22, like Word. I'm 22 years out of the league. I got drafted <laughs> in 2000, Damn, you know, so my crazy. suit might look black and white if you I see my draft. You gotta bring that type of stuff up though. But, but, baggy, baggy suit. <laughs> it was like a box Chevy. It was real, you know. Just you know. Word. But, but for myself, what flying. are some of your memories from the drafts that you've seen over the years? Oh man, I think the one that sticks out to me is really last year. That's crazy. I had took a video on my Snapchat, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, like I'm gonna be here next year." Mm-hmm. And I hold myself. I, the past two years, I did it because I I saw it again. I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna do it again." I'm gonna just remember, that, keep that in the back of my head, like just so I could see it visible. Like, yeah, I'm watching it right now. I'm gonna be there and telling myself, like, yeah. I'm manifesting it. I mean, I think uh, there's been a bunch of drafts. I watch all of them, but uh, I think the most recent ones connect with me the most because it's, it's feel like I was so much closer to, to my dream. Your dad put the ball in your hand, right? Yeah, for sure. So how's the record of one-on-ones? Like, is he winning or is you winning? I ain't gonna lie, when I was young, he used to get at me. He used to get at me crazy, like, to the point where you got frustrated. He used, to, he used to be at the park, and <laughs> dude used to he used to win, hit the game winner, and run to the car. I ain't, <laughs> he told me, I ain't playing no more. I ain't playing no more. I'm done for the day. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I want to win. I want to play you again. Come on, I want to play you again. I want to play you again. He run into the car, and then, like, I don't even get a chance to play him again. I'm crying, getting all mad, like, throwing a tantrum. <laughs> and he just like, I don't care. Just take that L, hold it with you. We're going to play again tomorrow. <laughs> he said, hold it with you. Hold it with you. We're going to play it again tomorrow. <laughs> And he used to just kill me every day. And then finally I got big enough. And now I got tapes of me just dunking on him, doing all the types oh, of stuff. He allowed like, that type of change to happen? Oh, yeah. He he had to. No, I gave he it didn't to because well, when the change quit. happened, he was supposed to just cease quit. and desist. I ain't you not ever getting mad. You say you got footage dunking on him? Dunking on him. I had to get it. God, how, how old are you <laughs> when you start winning consistently against your dad? Like 13, 14. Like 14. Quick. It was supposed to take a little longer than that. That's when I had my growth spurt. I had my growth spurt. My pops. 16, 17 at least, something. My pops only like 5'9. So by the time I hit 14, I was like 6'2. Posting him up. Start feeling myself a little bit. It was over. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yo, when I was younger too, Chris Chris used to get at me, yo. Chris who? Chris Bernard. What? Bro. I was young, young though, like eight. Oh, okay, yeah. Eight, he had, nine. He had, he had to be an eight. He eight, just blocking nine. my shots. Bro, he was terrorizing me. Yeah. And they, like, 
He wouldn't give me no type of like. He wouldn't even let this me get a bucket. This is the only face that will happen while we <laughs> speak of this. Proceed. Yeah. But I ain't going to lie, though. He ain't ever give me a chance to play him again when I got older. He, he did it right that time. He was just like, nah. Nah, them James might be too tight this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he too old now, yeah, too. He, he too old now. We definitely, uh, good luck with your career and everything, you know. Of course, if you're making them all-star games and winning all that, you definitely got to come back and holler us. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, man, we man, good luck on that. Appreciate you. Jay in the man. building, appreciate man. Appreciate it, man. Love. Much love. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com